Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Thrive in Fertility podcast. I'm Kathy Quillett, host of this podcast. I'm a marriage and family therapist and the owner of Tennessee Reproductive Therapy here in Middle Tennessee, the Nashville area. It is starting to be summer in the South. I'm looking out the window right now and there are flowers and there is humidity and it is green. I feel like the last time I recorded a podcast. Um, It was still bleak and cold and sometimes snowy and sleety here. And now we have stepped into a new season. And thank you for those of you who um, have been patient with me in between uh, kind of a normal season of recording podcasts. And uh, I took a little bit of a break because sometimes we need breaks. And sometimes life necessitates that we focus on things other than maybe things that we want to. And this podcast is a want to, but this season most recently has been, you know, what needs to be done. And so now I get to step into the things that bring me joy and things that bring me joy are being in this sacred space with you, you allowing me into uh, a pocket of your week. Um, that you are focusing on yourself, your mental health, wherever you are in your journey to baby, infertility, pregnancy loss, wherever, just know that even in my absence, I remain with you and stand in solidarity. I had really high hopes for this space on National Infertility Awareness Week back in April. Um, but you, do you ever just know just life just happens and all of a sudden, We're standing on the brink of June and summer and it's just life is, it's just looks different outside and it looks different in here too. Something I wanted to talk about today is something that, um, I've been struggling with and that's the idea of a chronic illness. And I, if you know me personally, and here's a little bit of self-disclosure, I struggle with a chronic illness. It has been something that I have been fighting since I was in uh, high school, I think. And it is something that makes me really sensitive to heat and it's summer and it makes my muscles not work when it's hot and causes me a whole lot of pain and a whole lot of weakness and a whole lot of fatigue. And so that is kind of my absence recently has been because I have been fighting chronic illness and that has just necessitated that life take on a different look for me. It's main, it's meant that I've needed to focus inward, needed to focus on myself and needed to focus really on getting life back on track. Now I want to talk about this today, not in light of my chronic illness or disability or whatever, but in light of infertility, just being a chronic illness. Now I could go a hundred different ways with this, but I just want us to auger into the fact that infertility is not a, Hey, you're having sex wrong because you know, people are like, Hey, you've been trying for 18 months. Are you sure you're trying it right? Or you're having sex, right? It's not something where, um, maybe you just have too much stress in your life. Stress reduction can help fertility, but it's not something where you have too much stress in your life. So maybe your body's not working. Stress isn't prohibitive completely to the idea of getting pregnant. So it's not just something fixed by somebody saying, just relax. It's not some universal, uh, 
punishment that you're experiencing, like you're less of a woman, less of a man, maybe because you don't have any sperm. It is a diagnosable medical condition. The diagnostic manuals, because we can bill for the diagnosis of infertility. If you're lucky enough for this country to think that you should have insurance benefits for it, it is something medically codable. It is something that often goes underdiagnosed, misdiagnosed, underseen, underheard by medical professionals for a lot longer than, uh, or for a long time, let's say that. It takes on average, I think I've heard anywhere from like seven to nine years on average to get diagnosed with endometriosis. Endometriosis is a terrible medical condition marked by terrible gynecological pain, chronic pain, terrible periods, back pain, pelvic pain. I haven't had a uterus for like nine, 10 years, and I still have nerve damage from having a uterus marked by endometriosis. There are so many illnesses, so many, so many billable, diagnosable, chronic illnesses that we deal with inside of infertility. And we can also say that just the diagnosis of infertility is a chronic condition. It's something that we have to fight for a long time. It is expensive. It is painful for some. It is socially something that marks us as different from our peers. I'm saying all of this not to make you feel bad about yourself, but to validate you and wherever you are and whatever you're experiencing. Living with a chronic condition is lonely. It is confusing one where you have to be your own doctor with my own chronic illness that I referenced earlier. I have had to be on the doctor circuit for way too many years where I have had to go in and say, you don't see what I'm fighting, but it is there. It is present. It stops my life. People around me can see it. It is there. I struggle and I'm not okay. I you know, my 20s, my 30s. I'm not in any of those decades anymore, but I spent a lot of them like waving a white flag in doctor's offices saying, see me, notice me, what I'm experiencing isn't okay. This isn't normal. Male doctor who's an OB-GYN who wants to treat women because he has a heart of gold and somebody in his life was a little bit of a feminist and so wanted to stand up for women's medical care, that's great, but they don't have a uterus and often underdiagnose, undertreat symptoms that so many women experience. Maybe it's polycystic ovaries and you're dealing with the symptoms of that adenomyosis that is kind of a cousin of endometriosis but it's not your uterine lining shedding outside the uterus. It's kind of your uterine lining shedding into the wall of your uterus. It is incredibly painful. Cysts exploding in your body and whatever it is that you're experiencing, maybe it's nerve damage, 
from, or a prolapse or something from a birth that you had before, because maybe you experience, um, secondary infertility. Maybe you had a birth trauma that just makes functioning as a woman so hard. Infertility. By the time we even get to a fertility clinic and listen, I don't think that everybody that is going through infertility needs mental health care because there's some diagnosis of depression, anxiety, something. But by the time that we even get to a fertility clinic, we are at like 12, 18 months, 24 months of living through a medical condition that is underdiagnosed that people can't understand. We've been through a trial and error gauntlet of medicine. And then we finally get to IVF or IUI or Clomid through an REI something. And we are exhausted. We're weary. We're apathetic, especially around sex. We're lonely. By the time that we get to a specialist, we have been dealing with infertility as a chronic illness for at least a year or two. Mental health can be so necessary. Those with chronic illness, I remind my clients all the time, there is a subspecialty of psychologists, mental health professionals that just deal with chronic illness, just deal with somebody that's in chronic pain, chronic fatigue, whether they have diabetes, MS, whatever it is, autoimmune disease, muscular dystrophy, whatever. There are people that are therapists that just treat people with chronic illness. That umbrella could spread into those of us also struggling with infertility. Because a lot of times, not only is can we not get pregnant, it's I am in chronic pain all the time. It hurts to sit down. I sit professionally for a living. I remember by the time I got to the end of my journey through infertility, before I had to have a hysterectomy, because my pain was so excruciating, I sit for a living. I couldn't sit. I sat on one hip because sitting square on my pelvis hurt so bad. I had a fentanyl patch. I had a patch of fentanyl on my arm distributing the the drug fentanyl, which people use as a recreational drug, on my arm 24 hours a day for weeks. It was excruciating. Okay, so when we talk about living with chronic illness all the time, we look at loneliness. We look at having to beg doctors to see us. We deal with maybe trouble sleeping, trouble eating. Maybe we're even to the point that like, it is so painful to live in this that we've also started using maybe too many narcotics, too much alcohol. We are medicating ourselves through things that maybe aren't really healthy. And infertility, we a lot of times are hiding we are, are maybe not enjoying things that we used to. That is a symptom of depression. Maybe we're experiencing low motivation. That is a symptom of depression. We're eating different. We're sleeping different. We're not having sex. We're not engaging with ourselves. And we're generally anxious. Where's the next trigger in my life? But also, if I go do this, am I going to see somebody who's maybe healthy? Is it going to trigger me to go to a baby shower where nobody else is experiencing the chronic illness that I am experiencing. And so, I mean, we could talk for a really long time about 
the difficulty of living with this diagnosis. But you know it. If you have subscribed to this podcast, if you've chosen to listen today, chances are you are the one in eight or you love somebody who's the one in eight. You are intimately aware of infertility. You are so intimately aware of what it's like to live through doctors that don't understand you, society that minimizes you, a family support system who is eager for you to move on and generally just doesn't understand either. You are uncomfortable in your body. Maybe your partner's the one uncomfortable in their body. Hope feels absolutely crippling. There are so many obstacles. So wherever you are, wherever you are on this Monday morning or whenever you're choosing to listen to this, you are validated to say that this is hard. You are okay to say, I wish my life could be different. You are valid in saying, I feel misunderstood. I just wish I could be like whoever that isn't stuck in the same situation. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to give yourself permission to let go and accept who you are in this season right now. I hear people on my couch as a therapist all the time say, I just want to get back to who I was before and or I don't know who I'm going to be after this. Once I finally get my baby, once I adopt, elect childlessness, whatever, I don't know who I am going to be. So that feels really overwhelming and a lot of other really hard things. Here's what I want you to do. I want, instead of figuring out how to go back or how to move forward, how do we cope with today? Because living with chronic illness feels like there are more obstacles than successes coming our way. The day might feel super hard, super overwhelming, whatever that might be, even if it's an emotional obstacle, because chronic illness isn't just, I have these physical limitations. Chronic illness also is, I feel really depressed or anxious or stressed or whatever, because I have to deal with this all the time and I don't see an end in sight. And so if that's you, what I want you to do is create a toolbox, essentially, of things to help you live through this hour, this day, this week, this month. What is it? Is it inviting a friend onto your porch so that you guys can sit and chat? Is it you going to get a pedicure? Is it getting a massage? Is it going to acupuncture to relieve some of the stress? Is it you telling your partner that you need a date? That might not be something that is going to, in my case, take me out in the heat or that is not going to cause you to experience more pain. Whatever that is, create your toolbox so that you can live fully right now. I'll tell you sometimes for me, sometimes my chronic illness means I need to spend time in bed. If I'm not momming, if I'm not wifing, if I'm not therapisting, <laughs> it requires sometimes I spend time in bed so that I can rest my body completely to go do, do those three roles that are kind of a need for me to, to do. And sometimes I have to take breaks from those. But 
What do I have to do to be able to fully do the things that I have to do? Sometimes that's resting more than what I would like to. And while I'm resting, while I'm taking a break from life, it means, and hear me when I say this, it means working on the thoughts that I tell myself. What is the narrative that you tell yourself about the chronic illness or the chronic condition of infertility or endo or adeno or PCOS or polyps or cysts or whatever that you are constantly living with? So as you're dealing with the pain or the mental health implications, what is the story that you tell yourself or the belief system that you're putting on yourself? I have a friend who's dealing with some stuff right now and she sent me a text. It was actually just yesterday, but I'm kind of inspired by it. And she said, despite the things that are hard that are coming up or the negative things that she's been telling herself, she said, Kath, this is what I'm choosing to tell myself today. I'm choosing to believe in my inner strength. I'm choosing to believe that I'm a warrior. I'm choosing to believe that the obstacles this week and as hard as they're going to be for me, that they are time limited and that I'm going to move past them in an okay way. I'm choosing to believe that I stand in strength even in the moments that I feel really weak. Now for you, friend who's listening right now, you may be speaking over yourself truth-limiting beliefs, self-limiting beliefs that are not rooted in any truth. Here are some of mine from infertility. I am less of a woman. My husband should divorce me and find somebody with a better uterus. I am never going to get through this. This is all my fault. And I am the one, as I was in the middle of infertility, I was the one that carried the chronic condition, chronic conditions rather. And so this is all my fault. I'm a terrible person. What friend are you telling yourself about yourself right now? And how do we need to be like my friend who sent me that text yesterday? Maybe the the self-limiting thought is, this is all my fault. I wish he would have found a better woman. Maybe the replacement thought is, I am everything. I am beautiful like he says that I I am. I'm strong. I am a warrior. Maybe your thought is, I, all the women in my life are better than me. Tell yourself what you can bring to the table. I am a career woman. I am an an excellent marathoner. If you are Godspeed, maybe you can tell yourself like, I am excellent at DIY projects. Maybe you can say like, I am a great yoga instructor. Find the things in yourself that are not limited by, but are parts of who you are that are still fantastic, right? If we look at a pie chart of all the pieces of who you are, your chronic condition might feel like it eclipses everything else in you, but it is just something you are fighting. It is not who you are. I'm going to say that louder for those in the back. You probably do not see me and think, oh my gosh, that, that woman is sick. But you know what? I am a lot of the time. That's my truth. But you don't look at me and say that. But some of you might look at yourself and say, I am the condition that I'm struggling with. No, you are all the great things about you. And you just happen to be struggling with infertility or happen to be struggling with a more specific diagnosis. You are 
not what your condition feels like you are. It is a piece of you. Again, it feels like it's eclipsing everything else about you, but that's why we need to reframe and repurpose these thought processes that tell us that we are not enough. I want you to try to exercise or practice a three good thing daily mantra. Find something every day. Find three good things every day in your life. Let them be different. Maybe today, here are mine, and they're just coming off the top of my head. I didn't practice this. It is green outside, and it makes me feel like I... I I like my garden. It makes me feel good in that space. That's a great thing today. I'm actually having, here's my truth. I'm having a good muscle day today, which means I have energy to get stuff done. I did not yesterday. That's my truth. My knees were a little bit swollen because that's something that happens. But today is a good day. I also have cooked a good dinner for tonight. That's a truth. Those are three good things that I'm going to choose to cling on to today. What are yours? Find three good things about your life every day and cling to them. Let it be about who you are and the truths of who you are. Maybe you need to, because of this chronic condition, find a support group. Maybe it's endo, maybe it's PCOS, maybe it's infertility at large. If you are in Middle Tennessee and Tennessee Reproductive Therapy can help you and we are not maybe having a group or something for you and you're like, hey, let's start this. I want to help start it. Whatever. Reach out to me. Let's do it because this need is super big. But wherever you are listening to this, there are lots of virtual support groups out in the world. If you need help finding one, I'm happy to help you. If you even need mental health counseling in your area, reach out to me, Kathy, C-A-T-H-I-E at TennesseeReproductiveTherapy.com. I'll help you find a therapist in your area because it is super necessary. Let's also find ways to integrate self-care. If it's a bath, if it's a massage, if it's a walk, if it's going out and sitting in a garden like mine that you really feel like, you know what, it makes me feel really good to sit out there, do it, download a call map, do something to help you center yourself, ground yourself, because the truth of infertility, the truth of chronic illness, I know it to be true, you know it to be true, it is not a sprint. It is a marathon through advocacy, through diagnosis, through trial and error treatment to finding the real treatment, to getting to the result, if it's a baby, to getting through a result of easing life, whatever. If you're listening to this, chances are, like I've said before, you're, you're so many months into infertility. It is overwhelming. It is difficult. You are weary. Find your people, find a support group, find your self-care, work on thoughts that are hope-giving, that are life-giving, that are not self-limiting. Find three good truths a day that ground you and bring you life and bring you perspective into who you are. If you are have been successful already in finding pregnancy. Congratulations to you. It is anxiety inducing a lot of times, especially if you um, 
have experienced a pregnancy loss or really a lot of infertility or really paid attention to the community at large. Tennessee Reproductive Therapy is excited to have a Bringing Baby Home course that we're starting. If you are interested in that, go to TennesseeReproductiveTherapy.com slash bringing home baby. Um, we are starting this about it's a postpartum prep class. So think birth class, but not focused on the days of around like the labor process, but about how to prepare your mental health to bring home baby. If you are in middle Tennessee or even Tennessee at large, and you're thinking I need some mental health support. Uh, we have a psychiatric nurse NP on our team, as well as myself and another therapist, all of which are specializing in maternal mental health. We are here to help. Um, I just honor you and your story and wish, wish that I can make it different, but I'm hoping if you're listening to this, maybe there's a takeaway for you and you can say like, you know, nothing in my life has changed, but somebody feels like they get, somebody understands me. Somebody's in my corner. Somebody gets me. And I hope that that is what this can do for you. And you know what? Next week, I have a real treat for you. Dr. Laura Shaheen is going to be on the podcast and she is a REI out at Pacific Northwest Fertility out in Seattle. Um, I hope that you have a really great week. I hope that you feel seen. I hope that you do something for yourself this week. And I hope that the thoughts you tell yourself about yourself this week are just ones of sweet truth and positivity and just general encouragement. All right. Have a great week. Go out and thrive. Bye y'all.